Welcome to Healing After Baby Loss, the podcast I wish I had eight years ago when my beautiful daughter, Harper Grace, was born still. I have spent the last eight years devoted to healing, and these are the 15 things I wish I had a playbook for. My hope is that you take what serves you and leave what doesn't, but that in these words, as I share our story, you can find hope and healing and know that our nonprofit, stillmama.org, is here for you. I am your host, Doreen Corba, and this is our journey. Hello, welcome to episode number 13. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you a deeper look into the work that I do with grief and trauma. I recorded this masterclass a few weeks ago, and I had such an incredible response from those that had lost a loved one, someone very close to them, that I thought it would be incredibly educational and beneficial to put on this podcast. And so it can have its forever home and live out into the world. In this masterclass, I'm going to be talking to you about something I didn't know that I don't know if it's even discussed anywhere. I tend to mine my own brain for information, and I don't ever recall um, any of the grief books that I've read discussing the role of trauma in the grief cycle. And so, um, and it's incredibly, incredibly important. And it is the missing step, I believe, in healing grief. And that's what we're going to dive into today. So here we go. Here's the replay of the masterclass. And I hope you enjoy. My name is Doreen Corba. I am a trauma coach, specifically talking about grief today. And my journey started eight years ago when my, my second child, my beautiful daughter was born still at full term. So 39 weeks pregnant, she was a very healthy, chunky, beautiful baby, and she had a true knot in her umbilical cord. Um, so it got tight and within a matter of minutes, she passed away inside of me. So that changed my whole life. I mean, it, it, I was shattered to the core um, and rebuilding my life has been my number one mission. Healing has been my number one priority because I had a three and a half year old son at the time who I had to tell about death and explain that his baby sister went to heaven, had a marriage and friends and family that I loved. And I was a shell of myself, as you would expect, if you have been through this, which every single person here has. I was hollow inside um, and I wanted so badly to get out of pain and I wanted so badly to find relief. So I did what I knew to do. Um, I, I, I'm, I have my master's in counseling psychology, so I'm a trained therapist. So I went into therapy and started my journey. I found therapy. Um, you could probably relate to this. Like my first therapist wasn't a great fit, but my second one was great. And I went to therapy twice a week for as long as she would take me. <laughs> and then I feel like I had said all the things I wanted to say, but there was still more. There was still more under there. And then I found life coaching and I found how to really manage my mindset and my brain. And then six years into it, I found nervous system work. Um, and that's what we're going we're gonna to dive into today. So um, that's a little bit about me and my story. Um, a lot of people run from trauma and I run to it. I have 
always, I got my master's gosh, like 16 years ago. So I've always wanted to help people through hard times in their life, but it wasn't until I found these tools. Did I feel like it actually could have a 360 degree way of helping someone um, really through their loss, their divorce and their trauma. So as a trauma coach, I, I work with men and women all day, every day, helping them live big again. Like if you're here, your goal is to heal and healing is not, there's not an end. There's not an end to healing. And I get that, but there is finding joy again. There is balance. There is so much hope and so much life and then making time for grief. So I want to congratulate you today for taking time to have a space for your grief, to honor your grief and honor your journey and learn something new that can hopefully help you um, in, in your journey. I have found that the times when I wasn't having a space, so as life goes on, life goes on, whether we like it or not. And I found that when I didn't have the time and the space to process it, it like filled up <laughs> and it would bubble over and I would cry for like two weeks straight. Right. So I am all about making time and making space in your life for your grief. This is one of my biggest tricks and biggest tools for helping me manage and be able to be a mommy and be a wife and be a business owner and run a nonprofit and do all of the things is because I have a few hours every week, actually, where I focus on my healing. And so congratulations for you being here to focus on your healing for this hour. All right, we're going to do an exercise and this is called orienting. And those of you who are new to me, um, this is my favorite technique to get out of your head and into your body. So we're going to do it. I'm going to show you how to do it. I want you to do it with me. And then we're going to talk about why it's important. So I want you to start on one side of the room and I want you, and I'm going to do it with you so you can see me. I want you to, um, take a look around and I want you to do this slowly. I want you to look down and up. And I really just want you to enjoy a little bit of time to be with yourself. Your eyes may naturally linger somewhere. And you just want to allow that. We call that orienting to pleasure. Your body may want to do this fast at first, but I encourage you to go at the same pace that I'm going. And once you get to from one side of the room to the other, we're going to go back around. And you may notice different things 
I just took a, a very spontaneous deep breath in and out. That's my nervous system regulating. And when you're finished, you just want to get comfy in your chair. And then you just want to see how you feel. For me, I feel calm. I can feel that my nervous system had gone from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic. Those are the two states of the nervous system. To be fully embodied, we want to be in our parasympathetic, which is our rest and digest. It's our calm and grounded state. And I wanted to start by doing this exercise because no matter what time it is, you're likely into your work day, into your day and in the sympathetic. The sympathetic is our fight or flight section of our nervous system. And I like to think of our sympathetic nervous system as like a thermometer. <laughs> you could be like 105 degree fever, right? Or you could just be regular sympathetic, which is like you're out of bed and you're functioning and you know, I'm speaking and I'm doing my thing. And we we don't want to be too high in that in that sympathetic because that's where you feel that anxiousness, that um, nervousness, those sensations in the body. And this technique that we just used called orienting is so simple and so effective. I do it all of the time. And um, in the beginning, as I was really trying to regulate my nervous system, which is the missing piece in the grief puzzle, I would... Um, I would, I would do this all day, every day, because my system loved being in the sympathetic. And I'm going to talk about why trauma, um, why for those of us who have experienced trauma, the shock of news, right? That made us feel completely helpless and at times hopeless, how that lives in the body. The last thing I want to say about uh, before we dive into the content for today is this is a really simple tool that I want you to use in your journey. I want you to take this from this masterclass and I want you to use it. What it does is it naturally helps your um, you come down from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic. And the reason it works is because as babies and mammals, we naturally do that when we are coming down from that fight or flight, that naturally happens. And as adults and toddlers and kids, we unlearned that natural ability. So we're bringing that back in. It actually helps your physiology come down and be more grounded. You may notice that you took a deep breath. Inhale, exhale. You may notice you feel different. You may notice it didn't work yet. If this is your first time orienting, you may need to do it two or three more times. I know that my system, my like drive was in such overdrive that I used to have to do it three times in a row before my system could start to come down. So now that you are officially in your body, we can start to talk about the missing link. So in the grief world, we talk a lot about talking. We talk a lot about feeling our feelings from our chin up. We talk a lot about talk therapy. 
And there is a time and a place to speak about what has happened to you. There is a time and a place where you just need to get it out, right? But that's usually where someone's journey ends is in the talk therapy. And what happens is, is when you have experienced a shock, uh, that shock actually lives in your nervous system and then your brain adjusts. So when we're only talking and healing the brain, we've missed 60% of it in our nervous system. So they always say, you've probably heard, you know, trauma lives in the body. I had heard that and I was like, great, let me go to therapy. Trauma lives in my body and I need to heal this trauma, right? And at first, to be honest, like I didn't identify with the word trauma. I didn't want it, number one. It was an unwanted identity and I didn't know anything about trauma. So I thought trauma was um, someone who had experienced childhood sexual abuse or um, or rape, or um, one of my dear friends was jumped on her way to work and beaten. Like that to me was trauma. So when I lost someone that I couldn't bear living without, I thought that was grief. And when I was getting my master's in counseling and you know doing my practicum, I you know, in the DSM, they talk about situational depression, situational anxiety, which basically means that there's a situation that now, according to therapy, like the brain chemistry has changed because of the situation. So that's when we meet with a psychiatrist and we go on medication or you go to your general practitioner and go on medication. Now there's nothing wrong with medication. I am not here to say yes or no to medication. I want you to do anything that helps you, which is why I'm going to tell you all the things that help me. But what I will say is that the reason it's situational, and my mom would say to me, like, you never had anxiety before. Like, why do you have it now? You never had depression before. Why do you have it now? Like, I don't, I don't understand, you know? And it's because it's not in my brain. (laughs) Um, The anxiety and the depression is trauma in the body. Like I, I, I addressed the grief and now at six years in, I needed to address the trauma. And so what I'm here to share is I want everyone addressing grief and trauma simultaneously. And that can be with a therapist that can be with me as a coach that can be with whoever. Um, of course I want you to, I want you to allow me into your world so I can help you because this is what I love to do. But my goal here is for you to be more educated about your grief. So I recently, about a year ago, lost my grandmother and she was like a second mother to me and we were extremely close. And before she passed, um, we kind of got the call that it was getting close to the end. Um, you know, every Friday night for my entire childhood, as I was an only child, I would have a sleepover with her and then the next, her and my grandfather. And then the next day, all my cousins would come over and we all lived within a mile of each other. And it was just this beautiful bond. And when she passed, I was devastated. I sobbed for two weeks and I cried for a few months and over 50 times this year, I wanted to call her. 
I would like the year of firsts, right? Like you pick up the phone and you want to call someone you love, but it wasn't traumatic. I knew it was coming. It was as expected. She died of old age. And yes, I miss her. And yes, it is sad. And yes, I am. I have grieved. Like I am grieving her, but it wasn't traumatic. When I lost Harper, there was not just the grief. There was also the news that you received of your baby has no heartbeat. You still have to birth her. You have to figure out funeral arrangements. You have to decide if you want a C-section or vaginal birth. You have to tell people, right? You can't hide because you had a big belly and you can't just like deal with this on your own. Everyone knows everywhere you go, people are asking, where's your baby, how it's doing. Like there is no hiding. And that trauma to the system, what happens is when you receive news and if you have received news of a divorce, of a diagnosis, of a death of a loved one, you will relate to this. When you receive news that you don't, infidelity, whatever it is, whatever brought you here today, your body dissociates in a way to protect you. Your nervous system goes into the freeze response. And that's something that you may not be as familiar with. I know I wasn't before I was versed in the nervous system. The freeze response is this little shoulder action. The freeze response is the response that makes you want to stay very still. Literally, what do I do now? It's shock. I don't know about you, but I didn't cry right away. It took me about 24 hours to realize what had happened. I knew my brain knew what happened, but my nervous system took over because it is protecting me all day, every day. Your nervous system is your very best friend. It's literally protected you from the womb all the way until now. So that freeze response dissociates you a bit so that you, I, this is, this is how I teach it. Everyone will teach it differently. I teach it so that the reality can slowly sink in. It would be trauma. The real definition of trauma is just anything that's too much, too fast, too soon, or too little for too long. And in this case, it's too much, too fast, too soon. So your body is brilliant. And it puts you in the freeze response so that the reality can sink in slowly because it is too much for you to bear. And I knew, I knew that in the beginning, and I'm sure, I don't know, well, because I was, you know, educated um, in mental health and had worked in me- the mental health field in corporate, uh, you know, in marketing for years, I knew the worst was yet to come. And no matter where you are on your journey, it doesn't matter how long it's been, what matters. And it doesn't matter if it was, I mean, it matters, but from a nervous system perspective, from a healing perspective, I was six years out and I still had a lot of healing to do. You could be 20 years out. You could be watching this and be like, my baby died. Um, or I lost my husband and it was 10 years ago and I, I am struggling And that may be that nervous system coming out of that free state, finally ready to address this trauma in your body. So the reason I share this is there's really two types of grief, right? There's the expected grief of someone dying of old age. 
for a, you know, but it, and then there's the shock. That shock is trauma. Now, some of you watching have had um, children diagnosed with an illness and you know they're going to die. And you know that there's, they have years to live or they have died and you have carried them through that. But that shock of that diagnosis, we need to heal. We need to go back and work through that. And so when we go to talk therapy and we just, we're just chin up, we're thinking about our feelings. We're not actually feeling them. And you may cry. I know I cried a lot, cried a lot. My system loves to cry. My nervous system, that's like my, my go-to. But I'm talking about actually can reconnecting the mind and the body so that you can, what we call in the nervous system world, kind of drop into your body, which is what we did when we oriented, drop into your body and actually feel the feelings. This can be very scary for those of us who are afraid to go in there and see what's really in there. And this is why the nervous system work is so life-giving and so beautiful because you do not have to like relive anything. We simply move at the pace of the body. So in session, what comes up is meant to come up. We don't need to start at the beginning. We don't need to start at the middle. I don't care if we start at the end. What we work on are things like orienting, containment, some other things that I teach you. And we just work with being back in your body in the day-to-day life. And then you, we start to finish the stress cycles that your body would have wanted to do. So my body, take me for example, went into freeze so that I could birth my daughter, right? Like I still had a job to do. I still had to birth her. Um, that whole process took another 12 hours. So that freeze response was very helpful for me to be able to do what I needed to do. And then a lot of people without help, without help from talking or nervous system work, or, you know, some people choose to do EMDR. I didn't go that route, um, quite frankly, because for me, I have not done EMDR, but I didn't want to lose my memories of her. I didn't want to lose them. I just wanted to be okay with them. In that freeze response, that protected me from what the body would have wanted to do if it didn't need to protect me. So there's a stress cycle that happens when you receive traumatic news. And when we go into a freeze response, or sometimes we go into fight or flight, that thwarts the stress cycle. Okay. And so we have to go back and gently finish that stress cycle in the body. And it's a very particular, very um, strategic, very loving, very gentle, very slow work. And I'll give you an example of slow because everybody here wants to get out of pain quick. I mean, that was me. If you could have told me how to get out of pain without using drugs, um, I would have tried it. And I, I did. I mean, I tried going to mediums. I tried... I tried therapy. I tried multiple therapists. I did acupuncture. I did Reiki. I <laughs> did like all the things I could think of and they all helped. I mean, they did, but, um, we all want to get out of pain quick. And I want you to 
like, I want you to get relief from your pain, but we all know that the only way is through. I think this is the hardest part is like, there is no over, there is no under, there is no around. And I think we're all trying to do that because that's the, that's human nature. That's the human experience is to make it easier for ourselves. Right. But when we can go through with these nervous system tools, really completing the cycles in the body, it's the, it is the kind of relief that you're looking for. It is, it was the relief I was looking for. It was like, oh my God, I can breathe, right? I can, I can function. This is Harper's birth month. She was born on May 15th. I would say the first five years, there was no functioning right now. I could not teach, work. I had to take the whole month off. Um, and it's, it would start at the end of March and it would carry all the way to the end of May. And then by June, it's like, I have made so much progress in my healing. And it's not that I don't love her and it's not that I don't grieve her. It's not that I don't miss her, but I've, I've healed the trauma around it so that I can do things like host grief month and host masterclasses and like do my mission work in the world. And that's what I want for all of you. I want to give you the type of relief that you're looking for if you feel like there's still more under the surface. So the missing link is healing trauma, going back and completing those stress cycles. And the beautiful part is it is not like people talk about EMDR and they're like, oh, it's so hard. And I will say my clients don't tell me this is hard. I was terrified it was going to be hard. Um, but the way that I teach it, unlike, you know, unlike anyone else I know is we move at the pace of your body and we also meet at the pace of your body. So every week is too stimulating for some of my clients. Some of my clients need to meet every other week, right? Um, the reason that I'm hosting gre the grief circle this month, and I'm inviting you to join us, it is going to be incredible, is because sometimes for nervous systems, it's a beautiful way to ease in to doing this work in a small group, no more than five people. And it's not that you even have to share what you're going through if you don't want to. It's that you can just sit back and listen. And we start to do the, we start to do these techniques together and you start to regulate your nervous system. You start to understand your nervous system and the role it plays in your grief. Right. And for some people, they want to go right to one-on-one -on -one work because they they're ready. And how you'll know you're ready for this work is you'll feel like there's something else. You'll feel like there's more. And you may not know what that is. I certainly had no idea that this body of work, that this body of work existed a few years ago. And I, I'm now trained and certified as a trauma coach and nervous system, system practitioner. I've done this work on myself for more than two and a half years. I've done it with all of my clients, but you'll know that there's more. And I originally decided to go through the year-long training program because I wanted it for my own healing. I wanted to know, like, I'm one of those people that wants to know the why. Like, that's why I told you the why that we were doing the, um, the exercise in the beginning. If you tell me the why, and I agree with it, I can get behind it. But if you're just doing something with me and I don't know why, um, I'm not here for it. <laughs> so what's really amazing about this month is that I'm going to give you the why we're going to do the tools and we're going to ease in. And, um, 
what's what is extra beautiful here about this work is I said this before, I'm going to say it again, like anything that comes up, like you don't have to prep anything. You know, sometimes when I would go to therapy, I'd be like, well, what am I going to talk about today? What happens that I like need to talk about? But since we're not doing a lot of talking, I mean, we do some talking, but we do a lot of feeling and I teach you how to feel safely because we have to actually process the emotions. We can't just think about the emotions. We have to actually process them in the body. So we complete stress cycles in the body. We learn to actually process the emotion, which is so incredible. Emotions actually create a sensation in the body and we track that sensation. I teach you how to do this. We track the sensation. You'll see, you'll, you'll feel the sensation move throughout the body and then dissipate. It's wild and magic (laughs) and so life-giving because it works. It's like the relief that everyone is looking for. So when we address grief without addressing trauma associated with it, we are missing more than half of the puzzle. And I know that healing is lifelong. And I said this recently, and I don't, I don't know where I said it, but I don't want my healing to end because my healing is just my love for my daughter. And for you all, it's like, I don't know that I I think you can relate. It's like, I don't necessarily, especially if you've lost someone, like, I don't want my love for them to end. So I'm prepared to, to grieve, right? I'm prepared to be sad when my kids are getting married and she's not. And when they're graduating from high school and she's not like, I, I, I get that those are going to be hard, but I do want out of the pain. I do want out of the, the depression and anxiety. I do want out and I'll, I'll share this, but I wasn't planning on sharing this, but I'll share this with you guys. There was a point at some, some point in my, I would say maybe a year ago when I was thinking um, about what I could do about like my anxiety and depression, like what, what I could do about it, because I was very much so trying to find the solution. And what I did is I doubled down on my nervous system work. I doubled down. And I worked with my coach and I did all of my own work on my own time and my anxiety and depression lifted, gone, especially the anxiety. The anxiety was the bigger, the bigger piece, just the fear. You know, I went on to have other children and the fear of something happening to them, the school shootings, like all of those activating things that happen and you all can relate like the activating things that happen you know, if you've received a diagnosis and then you're going in for testing and you know, you're healthy, but you're waiting for your blood work and all that anxiety that happens, <laughs> right? Like as you're waiting, this is normal responses, right? This is normal nervous system responses. The last thing I want to talk to you about is we all have different levels of, I'm going to say energy, because that's what it is in our cells. So This is fascinating. And this is the deeper nervous system work that we get to once we start working with the trauma, then we really start to understand the nervous system from the beginning of your life. And your nervous system mimics your mother's at birth and right right as you're born. So right before you're born and into your life, your nervous system will mimic your mother's. So if she was anxious, if she was depressed, whatever she was going through, your nervous system 
takes that on of no fault of anyone's, right? It's just how we're wired. And then as your life experience happens, um, your nervous system will have, you know, for me, I come from a divorced family again, out of the blue, shocked, never fought, had no idea they were going to get divorced. I was like, I was 12 and I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) What happened here? Again, that shock wasn't addressed. So I carried that and you will carry that. You know, if you were alienated at school, if you were bullied, if you, and it may seem like little things now to your adult mind, but when you're six or when you're eight or when you're 10 or when you're 16, if it felt like a big deal to your developing mind and nervous system, it was. And so I mentioned this because this is also a piece of the healing puzzle is when you have what we call little T traumas leading up to before you had your big T trauma, you're at the cellular level, you have less ATP, you have less energy because your nervous system has been compensating because it hasn't been healed. Your nervous system has been compensating for all those little T traumas. I always found myself very tired. I had to go to the gym. I had to get a lot of sleep. It's like, now I know why, (laughs) right? I had trauma that I was nursing, right? And then when we had our big T trauma, I had less literal energy on a cellular level. And I very much so felt this. I very much so would say to really anyone that would listen to me, my best friends on here today, I would say like, I just feel depleted. I feel like I don't have any nutrients. Like that is how my body felt. And I've done all kinds of things since then. I've done IV therapy and lots of supplements and changed my eating and all the things to try to like get the energy back. But I had things in my past that I mentally had healed from. Divorce of my parents, some stuff that happened in middle school, I I healed from that mentally. My adult brain is cool with it, but my body hadn't been healed. It still lived in there. So in my trauma work, I have gone back and done some of that healing and people pleasing. So there's, there's actually four stages. There's fight, flight, freeze, which we talked about today. And fawn, fawn is people pleasing, making sure everyone else is okay. And trying to control the narrative of what someone else thinks about you. Like that was my experience. That is a trauma response. So I can't cover it all today in this masterclass, but I wanted to give you this other little piece of there is so much knowledge and genius in your nervous system to set you free. And it all matters when you're healing the shock trauma that you're going through. And it would make so much sense This is like why people say, well, how come two people can experience the same thing and one person's in in bed for three months and the other person's out functioning? It's like, okay, what's the rest of their life look like? What, What trauma had they healed before? Literally on a cellular level, what kind of energy were they working with? The beautiful part about this nervous system work, there's so many beautiful parts, but is that we expand your capacity for what you could handle. And I knew I needed this work when I had my fourth and final baby because I was very overwhelmed. I was at capacity, but I wanted so badly to enjoy every ounce of her 
and my other children, but I was, it felt like a lot, felt very overwhelming. I was going into the freeze a lot. And with the nervous system work, it, my capacity has expanded where now we have two dogs and who even knows what our family will look like in a couple of years. But it is when you heal, you make room, make room in your soul to expand. And for some of you, you've got big dreams, right? It's like, you've got big things you want to accomplish. You may want to travel the world and you're unable to get on a plane. You may, whatever it is for you, but this expansion of the capacity of what you could handle has been the greatest gift and is the greatest gift that I would love to give you. And I will see you soon. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so that others can find this resource too. And if you would like to get involved with our organization or donate to our cause, you can visit us at www.stillmama.org. That's S-T-I-L-L-M-A-M-A dot org.